picture-perfect family in Katy, Texas. A doting father, two vivacious blonde daughters, and their stunning mother with Southern Belle charm. But on a sunny Friday afternoon in June of 2016, their neighbors would learn that picture was not exactly what it seemed. This is the case of Christy Sheets. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Crime Cave. I'm Christy, and this case was particularly shocking, I think, because here we have the happy public image of this all-American family in Texas, and then the absolute dysfunction that literally spilled out onto their front lawn. Be sure to check out the Crime Cave podcast Instagram and Facebook page, where you'll find photos of each case, And you can also contact me with a listener question, which I will feature on an upcoming episode. And now, this is the case of Christy Sheets. It was in northern Alabama that a young couple met and fell in love. Christy Bird was born in 1974 and raised in Decatur, Alabama. 15 minutes away in the town of Trinity, Jason Sheets was born in 1971. The two met two decades later. Christy had a very sweet Southern Alabama look and sound, and early on, they just knew they were going to be together. The young couple married, and at 20 years old, Christy gave birth to the first of their two daughters. Taylor Ashton Sheets, on April 19, 1994, And four years later, Madison Tyler Sheets on October 21st, 1998. Although they started their life together very young, the couple had a solid support system. Christy was especially close to her grandfather and felt that he really understood her. Becoming a mom was life-changing for Christy. Her friend Catherine Knowles said that Christy was a kind and loving mother, that she lived for her daughters and they were not only her pride and joy, but her mission in life. That within 20 seconds of meeting Christy, she would be talking about them and showing off their photos. And Jason was a loving father who truly cared about his daughters. The two had a lot to be proud of. Their firstborn, Taylor, had a great sense of humor and was very independent. After high school, she graduated cum laude with an associate's degree from Lone Star College, where she made the dean's list and the president's list numerous times. Taylor was also a very talented artist. She loved sketching portraits, cartoons, and doing replications. She had an amazing passion for caring for children and began working full-time as a teacher at Kids Are Kids, a child daycare center and pre-K school in Katy where she helped to teach three- and four-year-olds in two different classrooms. She also decorated the entire facility with her own artwork. But her work didn't end there. After her daytime shift at the center, she worked evenings as a nanny. Taylor was a natural at providing care to children, and they loved her in return. She loved reading to them and truly helping each child along. Taylor looked at her parents as her heroes, and on Mother's Day of 2013... Taylor posted a lovely tribute to her mom, calling her one of the biggest influences in her life. Younger sister Madison had a very giving, warm, and innocent heart. She was intelligent, funny, and genuinely sweet. She enjoyed volunteering, 
And like her older sister, she loved caring for children. She babysat part-time for almost three years, but she also loved dog-sitting for neighbors. Unlike a lot of teens, Madison was an early riser, especially when they had family members in from out of town staying at their home. She would be up early, sharing her love for cooking. Her friends described her as someone who was true and honest with herself and was always smiling. If you Google photos of the Sheets family, they look like something out of a magazine. Christy was a frequent presence on social media, with a constant stream of selfies highlighting her stunning bright blue eyes, blonde hair, and big smile, as well as photos with each of her daughters. In September of 2015, Christy made a Facebook post recognizing Daughter's Day. Happy Daughter's Day to my two amazing, sweet, kind, beautiful, intelligent girls. I love and treasure you both more than you could ever possibly know. By the summer of 2016, 17-year-old Madison was looking ahead to her senior year at Seven Lakes High School. 22-year-old Taylor had just enrolled at the University of Houston to pursue a degree and career in medical diagnostic sonography and had become engaged to her boyfriend, Juan. But their parents' marriage had been rocky for the last several years. In 2012, Christie's beloved grandfather passed away, followed by her mother's death just two months later. The devastating events seemed to trigger an emotional spiral for Christy. She was unemployed more often than not, and although she held a job briefly at a tattoo removal business, she was let go after five months, reportedly due to her erratic mood and deceptiveness. Emergency services were called to the home several times for verbal domestic disputes. Christy began drinking heavily and was also taking several medications to cope with depression and anxiety. She had been treated at three private mental health facilities since 2012 and had attempted suicide three times in the past four years. The couple had yet again decided to reconcile after a brief separation in hopes of keeping their family unit together. But on Friday, June 24th of 2016, Jason's 45th birthday, Taylor and her mom found themselves at odds over the fact that Taylor and her boyfriend wanted to get married that upcoming Monday. They then wanted to have a big wedding after her graduation. Christy wanted to ground her daughter and prevent her from seeing Juan, while Jason had argued it was inappropriate to ground someone of Taylor's age. As the family tension continued to brew throughout the day, and after years of a crumbling marriage, Jason finally came out and announced that he wanted a divorce, stating, this would be the last birthday that you are going to ruin. Christy then decided to call a family meeting and the four gathered in the living room. As they all settled in, Jason was prepared to finally tell their daughters about the impending divorce. Instead, Christy pulled out something from the couch cushions the 38 caliber handgun she inherited from her grandfather, and she pointed the gun at her family. The first harrowing 911 call was made, with Jason begging her not to shoot. In the call, you can hear Christy coldly reply, Stop talking. 
as her once beloved family frantically screamed and scrambled out the door while she repeatedly shot at them. Younger daughter Madison was shot in the neck. She collapsed and died on their front lawn. Older daughter Taylor was shot twice in the head, but she still managed to make it out into the street. Another 911 call was placed by a neighbor who witnessed the entire event. She's going inside the house now. Hopefully she's not getting any more bullets because she looks like she's going to look for more bullets. Okay. All right, stay on the line. She's coming back again. She's coming back again. Apparently she has bullets now. Okay, stay on the line. Oh, she shot her again. She shot her again. She shot her again? Yes. From the back. She's trying to run. Christy had gone inside to reload and shot her daughter a third time. Police converged upon the scene, and after refusing their commands to drop her weapon, she was shot and killed by police. I can hear bullets. She's laying down on the floor now. I'm so sorry you had to see that, sir. I'm sorry you had to see that. Taylor was rushed to the hospital, where she later died. Jason had managed to make it to a neighbor's house at the end of the cul-de-sac. As he was escorted away, he was clearly in shock and could barely stand on his own. So what happened here? Playwright Agatha Christie once wrote, A mother's love for her children is like nothing else in the world. It knows no law, no pity. It dares all things and crushes down remorselessly all that stands in its path. I gotta say, I don't think that's always true. Now, I personally was blessed to have a loving and selfless mom, but I don't think biology has anything to do with it. There are women who don't have children who absolutely have the ability to love a child selflessly. But by the same token, just because someone technically becomes a mom doesn't mean she necessarily develops the innate ability to love unconditionally. It was determined that Christy had ample opportunity to shoot and kill her husband, Jason. Yet she left him alive. She knew that he was especially close to his daughters, and she specifically wanted him to stick around and live with the pain of losing them. Her need to devastate her husband outweighed any love she could have had for Taylor and Madison. At the funeral for his children, Jason said, If you have loved ones, tell them you love them every day and give them a hug because you never know when it might be your last day. And now for today's listener question. Okay, today's question is from Greg, and he would like to know, where do I find the cases that I end up covering? Uh, so many places. Uh, over the years, it's been the TV shows Snapped, Dateline, 2020, I survived, evil lives here, see no evil. <laughs> you kind of notice a trend. And then also I get recommendations from family, friends, coworkers. And then occasionally I'll just happen to run across a case that I see on YouTube or on the news and I immediately add them to my list. So the list keeps growing. There's never a shortage of true crime cases to cover. And that's mostly what I watch when I do watch television. So I'm always getting educated on new crimes. Thanks for your question, Greg.
Hey everybody, it's Ray the Roadie. And this is Hollywood Mike with the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast coming to you from the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66 in Joliet, Illinois. Where once a week we are interviewing local musicians and singer-songwriters and the podcast itself covers a wide range of topics, including but not limited to the history of rock and roll in Chicago, the current state of the scene, and the challenges and opportunities facing musicians today. So join us every Tuesday for a new exciting episode of the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast. Thanks for joining me. This episode of Crime Cave has been brought to you by Fortress Defense Consultants, providing security consulting for educational institutions, corporate facilities, and houses of worship, as well as pepper spray, Situational awareness and defensive firearms training for police and private citizens. Find Fortress on the web at FortressDefense.com. Contact Fortress directly at 708-522-8060 or email them at info at FortressDefense.com. Avoid being the subject of a future episode of Crime Cave. Train with Fortress today. Until next time.